back to another episode of the Life Group Leaders Lounge. My name is Brooks. I'm your host, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brayden. Brayden and Raquel. Raquel, we're glad that you're here with us. Uh, we have another special guest on with us today, a very special guest. His name is Sherwood Patterson. What's good up? Good morning. Hello. Look at that. Wonderful voice. to be with you guys. Jeez, yeah, that voice is like a radio house. voice. I'm loving it. I'm feeling comfortable here. Good. <laughs> Feel very comfortable. We're glad that you're here. Um, Sherwood and I are friends. We go way back. Uh, we were serving together at a church, and we stayed friends over the years. Um, actually, I visited you with about 30 teenagers in Japan once, which we'll get into in a second. Mm -hmm. So Sherwood, tell us a little bit about, um, about your ministry here in San Diego and, uh, and international ministry as well. Well, yeah, thank you so much for the invitation. It's wonderful to be with you guys and uh, share a little bit about what God's doing in, in our church. I pastor a church called Quest Church uh, here in San Diego on the border of El Cajon and Alpine. I've been there uh, about six years. And as you said, before that, we served as missionaries helping with a church plant in Tokyo, Japan, and uh, we I think we lost a couple of high school students on the trains. So it made for <laughs> no, a wonderful, dude. a wonderful there were some close missions calls. trip. There were some close calls, but thankfully there were no children lost <laughs> on the train. I can tell you that. Scout, is it Scout's Honor? Yes. Is this Scout's yeah, Honor? For sure. I yeah. Is that Scout's Honor? Yeah. However you want to do it. That's, that's that one, though. <laughs> Not that one. So, uh, Sherwood, you're here with us today because we want you to share with us and our leaders who are listening about something that's kind of near and dear to your heart and uh, something that healthy leaders do. So why don't you just kind of share, share a little bit about it? Yeah. Uh, so um, when, when you reached out to talk a little bit about um, the healthy practices and really character of um, servant leaders, uh, I, I think, you know, as far as the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is concerned, one of the verses that I think about is um, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 that talks about uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts. And, um, you know, when it comes to uh, leadership and, and serving the Lord, I, I think it's very vital and important that uh, we have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the things we like to say with our leaders at Quest is uh, that we should show up filled up. Or maybe another way to say it is that uh, healthy leaders get away with God before they get going for him. And we see that modeled in the life of Jesus and his ministry. A lot of the scriptures in the gospels talk about how uh, Jesus often retreated to lonely places to pray, to be filled up. And I think that uh, also uh, helps the healthy leader um, resist, you know, the, uh, the challenges of burnout, uh, because, you know, when, when the Lord is, is strengthening us, strengthening us and, and filling us, then we're able to pour ourselves out for others, uh, that, that is needed and how the Lord leads. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So when we, when we, and I was thinking about this, like, so when we, as Christians, we, Ephesians tells us that Ephesians one, that we are sealed with the spirit as, uh, our guarantee of, our redemption that's coming for us, this inheritance that we have being adopted in the family of God. So we, we have the spirit, but you're talking about something of an empowerment of the spirit, like an, maybe like an overflow of God's work in your life. Uh, and Brayden, you were kind of talking about a way to illustrate yeah. this. Yeah, I think a helpful way, and I would love to hear Sherwood more of what you have to say about this too, um, but a way I've illustrated it for people is, you know, it's like you see a, a cup of water and the cup is full. 
And so let's start there for a second, because theologically speaking, we are indwelt by the Spirit. It's not that when you become a Christian, you have 20% of the Holy Spirit or whatever. You are indwelt by the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and that happens as a gift of grace in response. And so, um, and then when we talk about this filled language, it's kind of a hard one for Christians to get. So the easiest way for me to distill it for people is that you have a full cup of water, and what happens when you add more water to an already full cup? Oh, it overflows. Overfloweth. <laughs> Overfloweth. And so when, 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 when the Holy Spirit, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit uh, iteratively and um, throughout our Christian walk, uh, what we see is an overflow of his work and his power and his, uh, the fruit as well. And so it, it kind of like, kind of like if you did picture it on a table, all those around you then also experience the benefits of you being filled with the spirit. Mm, so it's not good. just somehow for your own sake of benefit so that you experience more joy and peace. Amen. That too. But those around you then are experiencing the effects of the overflow of being filled by already being full of the mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, what's interesting to me about the early disciples and the early church is that, you know, Jesus said, go and make disciples, right? He gave them this wonderful mission, but he said also, wait until you're endued with the power. Mm-hmm. And here are these uh, men and women that had the most elite spiritual training, three, three and a half years with Jesus, and yet they still lack the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And uh, I like to maybe use another analogy. Mm-hmm. I like to cook and smoke meats and, oh, you know, you all go. that good stuff. And maybe you've done Yum. that yourself. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you take your meat and you tenderize it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you pound it with needles or hammer, whatever it is. And then you put it in a bag and you marinate it, not just for an hour, but for 24 hours, 48 hours. And then what happens when you cut into that meat? It's juicy. It's, uh, it's flavorful. The same thing can be true of our lives. What comes out of your life when life pokes you or pounds Mm. you or uh, cuts you open because we're all going to experience those things and really the if we're talking about the spirit I mean there's the fruit of the spirit and and all of those uh, those attributes that are are qualities and characteristics so really I, I like to see you know just uh, being marinated in those very simple practices. Maybe you've already talked about some of those things in uh, the podcast, just uh, marinating our hearts, tenderizing our hearts mm-hmm. to the work of the Lord so that when we go through life and serve in ministry and help others and lay down our lives and, and, and work in, in, in the calling of God, uh, then there is love and joy and peace and patience and all these sort of things and empowerment. That Jesus said, you know, when the Holy Spirit is in you, it will be like streams of living water, refreshment. Wow. Yeah, that's That's good because if you're, yeah, if you're not, you know, if you're not empowered by the Spirit, then eventually, I mean, I could see why that leads to burnout really quickly because you eventually just run out of gas, you know, maybe even run out of whatever you learned or were taught yourself as a Christian. What you have to offer. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. you have, exactly. You come to an end of what you have, and then when you're empowered by the Spirit, now you're giving people what God has for yeah, them. Yeah, I think there is there are endless wells of of nourishment that the Lord provides for uh, His followers and servant leaders as well. Um, you know, burnout is a very serious thing, but when the the Lord is is filling you up, I mean, um, you know, Sherwood's sermons are not sufficient enough. Uh, to sustain somebody from week to week in their spiritual growth in life and put whoever's name you want in there um, or a podcast. I mean, it's great. We're doing podcasts. It's, it's good. I'm not saying that these things aren't 
um, good and helpful or the latest book or whatever. I think being uh, empowered and walking in the spirit, um, not only does it uh, prevent burnout, but it also um, also sell out in the sense that we uh, are able to prioritize or focus on God's priority over man's strategy. And the Lord then begins to be the one directing steps and orchestrating events. And we're um, not copying other things or other people. We're not being nourished by regurgitated information, but we are being filled with um, deep wells of the Lord and his word and uh, saturated in him. Yeah, Yeah, I see Raquel Bruno over there, so I I want to see what you have to say. Um, So you said run out of gas, but you can never run out of gas if the Holy Spirit, the Lord, is your gas. And Mm. I'm thinking that, you know, burnout and sellout, that's often a state of mind, right? And we can often convince ourselves of all the reasons that we're burnt out. But truly, if he is our gas, burnout doesn't exist. If we're constantly leaning on him and all we have to do as leaders is keep our mind open, our ears open, our prayers open, and just, con- we're, we're a conduit mm-hmm. of him. So so burnout and all of that doesn't... Well, yeah, and it's almost like then, sure, would, uh, would you say that it's, it's, it's a responsibility of a leader to posture themselves to be filled with the Spirit as like a lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that's really what sustains us, yeah. uh, you know, as we as we are being poured out for for the Lord. Yeah, uh, sure. Can you tell a difference? I'm going to get a little personal here. Okay, yeah. can you tell a difference in your ministry when you are not empowered by the Spirit? I mean, definitely. Uh, let's get real. Um, let's do you it. Know, let's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think charisma will only get you so far. Yeah, but character finishes the race. And when your life is directed by the Lord and you're in him and he's strengthening you and uh, that really is going to sustain you in the long run. And I I can think of wonderful examples and people in my life that uh, have uh, modeled that sense of faithfulness uh, to the Lord and, and service to him. And uh, that inspires me, that encourages me to, to keep, keep running. But, uh, we can operate out of weakness, and usually what happens is then with my fingerprints all over everything and trying to do things, get too many uh, plates uh, spinning up in the air, uh, then, you know, I can get become frustrated or, or challenged. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example, Sherwood, of, you know, so we talk about we want them to experience this. You even mentioned some things that kind of come out of your life when you are empowered by the Spirit. You know, you have health, you have really the work of God comes through you. There's a special empowerment that comes with that. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how do we experience this? So you mentioned getting away. Are there, so if, we, if you're talking to a bunch of life group leaders, what are some things that they can do to experience this, this overflow filling of the spirit in their life? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's too complicated. I think it's actually foundational and very simple. Uh, I think healthy leaders get going on practices that get them growing. And if those things aren't present and aren't uh, in your life, you're only going to be able to go so far. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, if you track with that scripture in Acts chapter one, um, as the disciples are waiting upon the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, what do they do? 
they returned, so they followed the Lord's commands. They waited upon God, and waiting time is never wasted time, as he would strengthen you. It's wonderful scriptures that remind us of that. But uh, they devoted themselves uh, to um, prayer and to the study of God's word. Now, this is, keep in mind, before the church was ever birthed in Acts chapter 2. So we see that uh, the leaders are getting away with God. The leaders are devoting themselves to prayer and the study and fellowship. And then that is modeled in an early church that um, is committed. And I, th- I think that, you know, you, you won't find the word habit, you know, depends on what translation you use. But in the Bible, you won't find that. But practices, um, you will. And this really is being devoted uh, devoted to um, these sort of uh, healthy practices of being in the Word and being uh, in fellowship and uh, being in prayer are, um, you know, maybe the ingredients that would really marinate a heart to serve the Lord. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Is there, is there like a certain prayer like that you return to as a sort of anchor for being filled with the Spirit or maybe not maybe that's not your style but like yeah any insight on that yeah uh i don't know about a specific prayer Uh but um i think you know life in the spirit is going to look a lot like the life of the sun i mean the spirit's not bringing attention to himself uh he is our comforter and our counselor and our helper and our guider but he's also pointing to jesus Mm -hmm. and if 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 our lives are in the spirit empowered by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, then it's going to look like Jesus's life. So we're talking about all these qualities of humility and, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and gentleness. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that uh, it naturally comes about when we get away with the Lord. And I, I think, you know, like you said, if you're talking to a group of leaders, um, it's easy to tweet this stuff. It's yeah. easy to just put it on a, on a, a Facebook story and share it. But my heart and desire would be, no, when was the last time you got away with the Lord? When was the last time you let your heart get saturated by the Word of God? When was the last time you sought the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in the weak and vulnerable areas of your life so Mm -hmm. that you could serve powerfully for Him? Yeah, that's good, Sherwood. That's actually a good word for us this morning. Some things we were talking about, processing through, praying about the future. Yeah. So thank you. That's definitely from from the Lord for for me personally. Yeah. Um, I you know I think one more thing I want to add to this is like I in my own life experience I I think being empowered with the Spirit is also a mindset that you take when you go into ministry, because if you if you don't go into this ministry. Yeah, whatever you're doing, whether it's leading a life group or you're preaching a sermon on a Sunday saying, Lord, I need you. Mm-hmm. I need you right now. Uh, you know what all of these people need. Mm-hmm. You know what they're going through. I don't have the capacity or the capability to minister to these people in the mm-hmm. way that you can help me. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good posture, a good mentality for all of our leaders to have, no matter what we're doing. So, Because uh, it's very easy to get into a a bit of like this habit, uh, a rote habit of, okay, I've led a hundred life groups before. Uh, we're going to watch this video. I've got these questions. Okay. I don't really even have to pray about it. I don't have to even think about it. I can look at it for a few minutes, a moment before, and then get into it. Instead of saying all throughout the week, Lord, fill me so that I could be used by you to minister to these people. Use those moments that we have. Use that teaching. Show me in your word what you have for these people, God and then empower me to do that work. That's such a different posture to take. And I think it's good to be reminded of that as leaders, that no matter what we're doing, we need the empowerment of the Spirit to do it. 
uh, I mean, I love the passage, um, Jesus, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. It's like, man, I feel like I can do a lot of things, but how much of that is life-changing? How much of that has eternal value? Mm. You know, like, I'll, 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 yeah, yeah, I was going to tell a short story, but I'm going <laughs> to skip it, so. Well, mm. yeah, and just, you know, writing a sermon and, and reading off of the sermon is one thing, but I noticed that I've heard a couple of the pastors say that, hey, if I'm teaching on grace, I find that it's tested throughout the week, mm. all week. Like all of these scenarios happen, or if I'm teaching on patience, all of these things happen that um, that teach me more about patience. Mm. So I think, yeah, if you're praying for that, you have to be open to it and then receiving that and then using that on Sundays in any capacity that you're the leader, I think is so valuable. Mm-hmm. Sure, I have yeah. one more question for you to end our time here. Have you had a moment that you can look at in your life where you look and say, I learned this uh, in my heart and I, I'm never going to go back from maybe what I once felt or what I once thought. Like, was there something where you, you got a taste of this where you're like, I used to do it this way, but now I know what it means to be relying on the Spirit of God. Can you think of a moment like that in your life and your development as a leader where this really sunk in for you? Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure if it would be like one specific moment, but kind of going back to what you were saying, there there is a, a, a rhythm and an authenticity that comes with uh, teaching or preaching or serving the Lord. And I have found that, you know, people are desiring authenticity and genuineness in their leaders. And that means being vulnerable and open and willing to expose uh, some of those weaknesses and areas of uh, frustration and challenge and, and, and struggle. And uh, I, I think for me, it's been a process of time where uh, the dependency upon the Lord and really learning, like you said, from week to week that this is speaking to me just as it is speaking to other people. And I That's think good. that I really need to sit there in that spot and uh, let the Lord, you know, fix and change and repair and restore my heart so that uh, when I do share with other people, it's not looking down upon them, but it's looking eye to eye and saying, this is how we can move forward. This is how we can mm. experience this. And uh, obviously God is going to give us opportunities to do that as, um, as we rally around his word and serve together as a unified body. Man, great, yeah. great stuff, Sherwood. Thank you so much for being with us today on the pod. I know drove, you drove a long way to get here, so we do appreciate that. Um, yeah, and uh, everybody who's listening to this, that's our prayer for you, is that you would um, begin to experience empower the Spirit in your life, and that as a leader, uh, the Lord will draw you in deeper into a relationship with Him to where you're more reliant, more dependent on Him, and then you'll see God do life-changing things through you. So thanks again for joining us today. We hope you have a great, great week. God bless. Mm-hmm.